Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Can somebody please tell me what in the world happened here in week one? You want to you want to just explain to me exactly how things happened here in week one? Did anybody really see any of this happening? I understand it's week one, and I understand there's overreactions. However, the amount of poor play that occurred here in week one is mind-boggling. I've been in a bad mood all day long, thanks to one of my fantasy teams. I do want to note I went 7-1 and one in my eight leagues, but I am extremely disappointed and not happy at all with the performance here from one of my major leagues, my major money leagues. One of them, out of the eight, failed miserably. Rashad Bateman, come on. Deontay Johnson, where are you? Christian McCaffrey, get him the ball. Aaron Jones, non-existent. Kyle Pitts, shut down. Tony Pollard, what are you doing? Let me rewind real quick. Christian McCaffrey touched the ball 14 times in week one. Matt Rule, hello. You want to win football games, you get Christian McCaffrey the ball. It wasn't like he wasn't in the game. Because he played. He played an awful lot here in week one. But you got to get him the ball. Find ways to get him the ball. 10 carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Four targets, four catches, 24 yards. You have to do better, Matt Rule. Aaron Jones, extremely nervous about Aaron Jones. What is Green Bay doing? What, is, what are they doing? A.J. Dillon had more receptions than Aaron Jones had in week one. Aaron Jones needs to play more in the slot. Wake up, Matt LaFleur. Deontay Johnson, not terrible. Love the target share. Not mad at all. 12, 12 targets, 7 catches, 55 yards. I'll take it. 12 targets all day long. People were real nervous here about Deontay Johnson in terms of Big Ben not being there. Big Ben would target him constantly. It's going to dip. It didn't dip one bit. I like what Deontay Johnson did. I'm okay with the 12 targets. I could have done it with a touchdown. A couple more catches here, but I'll take the 12 targets. Rashad Bateman, five targets, two catches, 59 yards, and a score. Thank goodness for that score. It was a beautiful pass. He was wide open. I think we're going to see a lot more than that. So Rashad Bateman really does not bother me too much. I get it. Duvenier had a great game, but I can't see him doing that very often. And I'll give you and I'll break down those stats when we move forward in this episode. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts again. New Orleans shuts him down constantly. New Orleans shuts down every high target, you know, the, the leading target go-getter for each team on a consistent basis. So am I a little bit concerned? A little bit. It doesn't get any easier next week against the Rams. But again, I'm okay. Seven targets, two catches, and 19 yards. But what I am extremely concerned with is Tony Pollard. I understand that many people don't start Tony Pollard. I start Tony Pollard because I have Deontay Johnson ready to fill in. I need to go 500 here until Deontay Johnson gets back. But I ain't going to go 500 if Christian McCaffrey touches the ball 14 times. Aaron Jones is a ghost. 
and Tony Pollard is pass blocking in the majority of times that he's in the game. My bad, boys. I got a little uh, little angry there. I didn't mean Deontay Johnson. I meant I'm waiting for Hopkins to get back. I got Hopkins coming back off suspension, baby. Just need to go 500. Why are we using Tony Pollard in to pass block? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Could somebody make, please make it make sense? Zeke Elliott is a proven, fantastic pass blocker. Put him into pass block. Get Tony Pollard out on the slot. You have no wide receivers besides C.D. Lamb, who stunk as well. Dak Prescott's also out for, for six to eight weeks. Being a Giants fan, you know, as a fan of the New York Giants, I could care less about how bad the Dallas Cowboys are. But I'm a fantasy football player, and I need Tony Pollard to wake up. I need the Dallas Cowboys to wake up. Get Tony Pollard in space. Dump the ball out to him. Run him in the flats. Do something. Don't have him block linebackers. Did you see him attempt to block linebackers last night? Atrocious. He got ran over about four times. Oh, man. I'm disappointed in this team. Extremely disappointed team. Have I given up hope? No, not yet. Not at all. Okay? Because I just mentioned Christian McCaffrey should do better. Deontay Johnson should do better. Aaron Jones. I'm I'm concerned, but I think he'll do better. Bateman, I know, is that guy to have in Baltimore. I'm not concerned. Kyle Pitts will eventually turn this around. Mariota has a track record of peppering his tight ends. Delaney Walker. So why can't he do it to Pitts? And Tony Pollard, I don't know what's going on in Dallas. All right, you can hear it in my voice. I've been mad all day long about this team. It kept me up all night long. What in the world is going on? What's happening? Did I really miss on all these guys? I mean, Tony Pollard was a shot in the dark. I get that. But to give me four fantasy points in a full-point PPR is just absolutely absurd. Aaron Jones, full-point PPR, give me 10 points. That's absurd. Come on, boys. We got to do better. I'm going to take a quick break. Wash my face, take a deep breath, have a nice cup of coffee. I'll be right back. Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason, only the pre-draft season. And here at Sport Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. All right, guys, I'm calm down now. I caught my breath. Okay, I'm going to turn my day around. The sun is still shining. I still have some time to have a good day. So let's go ahead and let's have a good day together. What do you all think about that? Does that sound good? Okay, well, since we're going to have a good day, let's start talking about some players that can make us smile and happy that we can get from the waiver wire. And the first guy here, um, the guy that I am really targeting highly as my probably the only waiver guy that I would to grab off the waivers and start for week two. 
And that's an outlier, guys, because usually after week one in fantasy football, you have a ton of guys. You're like, yo, I need this guy. I need this guy. And you're, you're seeing what kind of waiver number you have. This week is really not that way, right? This week, it was, it was different in terms of week one in fantasy football because all the guys that did something are rostered, right? All the guys that are like, oh, man, like, I can't believe you have that guy on your roster, right? Like, besides one, okay? And that one is only a priority add because of an injury. And that guy, for me, is Jeff Wilson Jr. I love Jeff Wilson Jr. here off the waiver wire. And the reason for that is not because of his talent, but because of the offense in which he plays on. The San Francisco 49ers want to run the ball. Elijah Mitchell went down what could be an MCL tear, which means he will be out for multiple weeks. He is injury prone. He gets hurt. His knees always get hurt. So I'm really targeting Jeff Wilson here again for the San Francisco 49ers. Again, not because of his talent, but because of the offense they play in. Debo Samuels, don't get me wrong, guys, is going to get more catches. But San Francisco 49ers are aware of Debo Samuels' injury history. Do you want to run your best wide receiver 12, 10 plus times every single week when you know that he's got injuries to his hamstrings that will linger or, well, I think will linger because soft tissue injuries usually linger. Do you want him to run the ball, take all that wear, uh, all those hits, and then have him go out and play wide receiver? Right? I don't think the San Francisco 49ers want to do that to Debo Samuels. So, yes, is he going to get some more carries than he would have if Elijah Mitchell was in there? Yes, but I still think Jeff Wilson has value. They'll also probably have some more created running uh, quarterback runs in this offense. And they will be calling up rookie Davis Price, who the coaching staff does like. But I don't think he will step in and become that RB1 for the San Francisco 49ers over Jeff Wilson Jr. Now, if Jeff Wilson Jr. comes out next week and absolutely throws a dud, then yes, then Davis Price could be um, a guy that you could pick up here after week two. But in terms of right here, right now, if you are like, oh my gosh, my running backs are terrible. I don't know what to do. For example, if you own one of those Patriots running backs, like I unfortunately do in one of my leagues, I did crush that league because all my other guys did awesome. But my running back there is Stevenson, and he stunk. Just because I don't think he's going to get enough volume here, I want to see that work out and play out here in week two in terms of pits, uh, sorry, in terms of the Patriots in New England. So I'd want a pick up a Jeff Wilson and know that I should be getting um, more carries and more workload than my current running back, which is Stevenson. So if you own a guy like that, or if you own somebody that, you know, Tony Pollard, oh, Tony Pollard, like I mentioned in my first segment here, I'm probably going to want to start Jeff Wilson over him here in week two. So let's just keep that in mind moving forward. Um, another guy here that I would look to roster only if I have Derrick Henry is Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard scored two touchdowns, okay? Last week, I'm sorry, yesterday against the New York Giants. And if you own Derrick Henry, you're going to want to pick up Hilliard because if Henry goes down, he's an awesome handcuff to have. Okay, he's a definitely, he's a cog in that pass offense, which I did not see coming. But also, if Henry goes down, he's going to run the ball as well. So Hilliard is a really good stash if you have Henry. And if you don't have Henry and you have an extra roster spot, you know, Hilliard's only, only owned in 6% of fantasy leagues right now. He's a really good guy to have there on your bench. And if something were happens to Henry, bing, 
go, bang, go. He goes right in there in your RB2 or your flex spot, and you should be smooth sailing from there. Uh, Khalil Herbert, Chicago Bears. I do like Khalil Herbert. I did all year long. If you listen to my podcast, he was one of my sleepers. Um, he does have, you know, a, you know, a low floor, right, in PPR leagues, but he does get the ball a lot in the red zone, right? He's got a nose for the end zone, and that's kind of shocking because David Montgomery is like that hard, big running back, but he just seems, Herbert just seems like a more effective runner, doesn't he? Like, he makes something out of all of his touches. So I do think he's going to get more touch, more touches as the weeks progress here for Chicago. Um, I'm not using a waiver wire one on him, but, if he is on your waiver wire and you have a late waiver priority, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, something like that, it may not be a bad idea to put a bid in there for Khalil Herbert. I'm going to, you know, I'll give you one more running back that has some potential here. Is and, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Rex Burkhead, right? Rex Burkhead led the Houston Texans in 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 uh targets and in carries last week over Damian Pierce. Um I know we have a lot of Damian Pierce truthers here. Uh, going in the fourth or fifth route to me was absolutely wild um, on a team uh, for a back that really we knew wasn't going to catch much on a team that was going to be, we know it was going to be down a lot this season. Um, I, again, I'm not using a waiver at all on Rex Burkhead. I just don't think he's worth it. However, if he falls through waivers and I have a roster spot, I may look to just add him and see what happens, right? He's one of those guys is a see what happens, wait and see approach. Wide receivers, Jahan Dotson, right? Jahan Dotson, I talked about also early on these podcasts. I loved him coming out of Penn State, right? He runs well, he runs great routes, and he's just got that knack of a big play, right? He's just like one of those guys like you expect him to just have a big play. And he had two really big plays for the Washington commanders last week Terry McLaren don't get me wrong is still the guy to own the wide receiver room there in Washington but with that being said throughout training camp people were talking about how Wentz and Dotson have a really good relationship on the football field they have really good chemistry and that showed there in week one right Jahan Dotson looks very good now if you're desperate for a wide receiver I would suggest putting in a waiver claim for him I would not put a waiver one, not a waiver two, nothing high. However, if this chemistry with Carson Wentz continues to grow and the confidence in a rookie wide receiver continues to grow, Dotson could be a very huge steal here this early in the fantasy football season. I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. So I just want to make this clear, right? So waiver wire, right? It's waiver wire is, is who you have available on your waiver, right? I'm a, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know how, how deep your league is and who's on your waiver and who's not, not on your waiver. So please make sure you are getting on my Twitter and you're asking me the questions. I can only help if I know how to help. So with that being said, moving on. One last guy I'm going to give you a guy that is on um, – so a few of my waiver wires is Curtis Samuel. If you know anything about Curtis Samuel, this guy has always been absolutely electric in the NFL. However, he is extremely injury prone. He's been hurt for the past two seasons, and he just came back healthy. He looked really good last week. He was running the ball, catching the ball for the commanders. 
So I do think that he is um, worth to keep your eye on according to what I saw in week one. Now, this could change after week two, so I don't really think you should waste the waiver wire pick on him. And honestly, as I mentioned earlier, I really wouldn't waste my waiver wire pick on anyone really other than Jeff Wilson Jr. I think he's the only one that I would really consider in terms of somebody that I'm targeting on the waiver wire. All these other guys, right, they could have one big week. They can have two decent weeks, and then they're going to kind of fall off. I just think Jeff Wilson has a path here um, because I mentioned before the 49ers love to run the ball, and Shanahan loves Jeff Wilson, so I think Shanahan's going to get the ball to Jeff Wilson. Now, again, I'm not impressed with his talent, but I do think he's in the right position to be successful enough to play for your fantasy team. Another guy that brought up on my Twitter, I'm meant just real quickly, is Daryl Henderson. I didn't even know he was on a waiver wire. He was drafted in all the leagues that I'm in. So if he's on your waiver wire, I highly suggest him go and grabbing him. Something's going on with Akers. He doesn't look right. He must not be mixing well with the coaching staff. As McVay came out and kind of bashed his work ethic and he's got to pay more attention to detail, blah, 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 blah. So something's going on there. I'd rather have Darrell Henderson right here, right now on my roster, especially here for week two. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to cut this one short. My kid's in bed, can't talk too loud. So I'm going to leave it at where it is according to my waiver wire priorities. Now, again, I don't know who's on your waiver and who's not. So make sure you get on my Twitter at JPStigo and ask me the questions. Okay, guys, Monday night football prediction under 45 Seahawks cover seven. I'm buying the half and I'm going to Seahawks are going to cover seven under Four, actually, I'll buy another point. So it's at six and a half. I'll buy it up to seven and a half. I'm going to go under 45. Seattle, seven and a half, under 45. You guys have an awesome Monday night football, and I will see you guys soon. Peace, love, and fantasy football.